Welcome to Who All Gonna Be There, a podcast by artists for artists. We talk cash shit about everything. Sometimes we get messy and it all counts as art because we say so. I'm Mel. I'm a black and a woman and an artist. So you know what it is. Four times the labor for a quarter of the wages. This week, I'm Kyrie Irving's live-in historian and research specialist, a program manager for one of the new teams hired at Twitter under Elon Musk. And I just released a diss track on SoundCloud against Drake entitled Canuck If You Buck. They say God has 72 true names. And to think about the self as a name is a fraction of how we can see our completeness. And to know the name of a thing is to have control over a thing. Um, And with that, I am maximally on. Well, damn. Okay. You know, usually I kind of, uh, you know, steal the show with my intro, but I think you won this round this time, Max. So kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Covidly inspired. Uh, you're 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 uh you're getting a little bit ahead of us here. So <laughs> dropping the spoiler. How to support Nat Turner Project? <laughs> we have a Patreon page where we have exclusive podcast episodes, which are only available behind the paywall. So we get extra messy. You should buy our stuff. (laughs) You should buy our stuff on Etsy. Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Hopefully a good one, but whatever. Follow us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram. Links are in the show notes. And if you have an arts-related question, a life-related question, business, finance, personal, you're thinking about buying that second house, hit us up (laughs) and and we'll do our best to answer it. Yeah, we can tell you all about our feelings on property ownership in this country. If, if you need advice on buying a house. <laughs> um, so today, uh, it's just us, uh, and it's been a while. So we're going to get caught up on all the 5011 things that have gone on, and there's been a lot because nobody is okay right now. But first, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but breaking news 
<clears throat> After nearly three years of careful navigating and varying degrees of isolation and quarantining, it has happened. It got us, y'all. Pour one out for us. Max and I, we got the vid, y'all. We got the Rona. Uh, we are live from Raccoon City um, and dealing. So I guess we should talk about that first. Um, we should talk about the how, I guess, how it happened. I'm, I'm in an... I'm an imprisoned mafioso in a in a six by ten cell, trying to maintain my empire, locked away, like Ovid in exile, shunned from everyone I thought I knew, banished. Remember Romeo plus Juliet, banished. So please, please don't invoke those sad little teenagers. Anyway, <laughs> they were sad. They were sad little teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like, you know, three years, you can't, you can't do three years in complete and total isolation as a human being. You get comfortable, you know, you go to restaurants, you got to take off your mask to eat. You got to see friends. You got to see family. I think every gangster movie has shown us what happens when you get comfortable. Okay, Max. <laughs> Thank you. That's helpful. Okay. We, got, we were caught slipping. I got caught slipping. <laughs> we, got our, we got our rims jacked. The car's gone. Chain's been snatched. It only takes once, right? You, you can be perfect 99% of the time. Let your guard down that one time. That one time. And that's and all it's it like takes. The, the Trojan horse. The Greeks have come in. The Greeks have come into the city. And in this case, it's it's a a, a virus um, that could potentially take you out. That has taken out many. Um, but yeah, we suspect that we got it in a restaurant um, where we were both unmasked at the time. Yeah, as Melanie said, I've been out. I've been out in the streets since 2020. Laissez-faire, without a care in the world. Um, luck as my only protection from the moment things opened. I was out there, 2020, 2021, 2022, just trenched up, bricked up. Um, but alas, um, you know this is Act Three, Scarface. Okay. Final act of Goodfellas. Flush the coke down the toilet. All right. Um, okay. They're um, coming for you. <laughs> so anyway. <clears throat> so basically, like, when did you find out, Max? Um, Thursday morning, I woke up. Mm -hmm. um, felt a little, a little, a little stuffy in my nose. Um, took a test. Didn't expect to find anything. And then, alas, for the first time. In three years, I saw the double, the double line, the dreaded double line um, yeah. of a positive test. Yeah. And it was for COVID. Shit. And then I, I went and then got the PCR to confirm that one also came back positive. And then that's when I started ringing the bells. I lit the, lit the fires of, sorry, my son keeps shining. <laughs> I lit the um, whatever I feel like I I forgot the name of the things that they use in Lord of the Rings. 
the beacon of our moon or whatever. I don't remember what that's called, but you. I let the fires. I let everybody know. Yes. Told everybody and their mom. It's like yo, you may you may have to get yourself tested. All right, and then right around the time I got Max's text message, I was like, oh shit, that's awful. Um, and I was coming off like a nut, like a lupus related, like slight illness or whatever but I was also I also got a tickle in my throat around the same time I was like oh that's just a weird psychosomatic shit that like I'm freaking out because Max and I hung out or whatever there's no way I got COVID the one time because you and I have gone to restaurants a lot a lot shared yeah. a drink like and a like a chat or whatever where I had to unmask never been a big deal i was like the odds of this actually happening are slim to none then as the day went on the cough got more severe my throat got scratchy it, was, it wasn't going away i was like oh shit could this be a thing i was like nah and then i told a friend that it's possible i was exposed to covid um and they like basically forced me to take a test because like my thing is to usually avoid something until it goes away Melanie um, Stevens. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but I took a test and it was negative. And I was like, okay, well, ma'am, then it it's not COVID. It's fine. And then I wake up the morning later and I feel like ass. And like, I'm sore everywhere. The cough has gotten worse. My head is throbbing. Um, I take another test, still negative. But I was like, mm, this doesn't feel normal at all. <laughs> and then my friend told me that it took them two days to test positive. And that it was probably likely that I had COVID. At which case I had to inform all the people I knew and had been in contact with since then that it had happened. But mostly I was just shocked that after three years of of avoiding it, that it had finally happened. And then also freaking out about what potentially could be the backlash from it because of my lupus status and like being immunocompromised and how it's not just about the COVID for me, it's about my body's inability to fight it off. Um, and if it does try to fight it off, triggering my immune system, which is basically wired to attack my body. <laughs> so I was freaking out about that. It was a whole thing. Um, and then it got worse, and the fever spiked, um, and I had to chase down like human, like medical professionals um, over machines because questionable insurance um, to get emergency medication, which um, which did help. So feeling better, that's cool, but also still freaking out <laughs> about ha having COVID and like being a shut-in and not being able to leave the house, so. Yes, it's been very hard to sit still. Mm -hmm. um, restlessness is real. Um, I see all the people outside enjoying their lives, <laughs> eating their ice cream, bouncing the ball on the street. Is that actually happening? Yeah, they're like laughing. They're like pushing a wagon. Um, <laughs> Are you sitting it right at the window? Like, can people see? You I'm seeing them down the street with the stick and the ring. <laughs> My face like pushed against the window. I was like, oh, those are the days. <laughs> I got to ask though, like, because like when I got this, 
friend of mine was like, oh, it's good. And actually more than one person said this to me. It's like, it's good now that you finally have it. Now you'll be totally more re relaxed and you won't be freaking out about it because you've, you've been through this before. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm actually going to be more careful after this because I had to go through some shit. Um, and this feels awful. It doesn't feel like a cold. I'm going to be twice as careful now. I'm probably going back into quarantine mode. Like, how do you feel you're going to navigate after this? Yeah, I definitely think I'm going to up my vigilance. Um, I don't want to catch it again. I don't feel more lax about it. Like for me, it didn't feel that that bad on my body, but I hate the the five days or however long um, of having to isolate myself. That for me is the the real thing that I would try to avoid again yeah oh because if it was like a cold or something I would have like I never felt bad enough to like not like if I had to go to work or something I would have still like you know done gone to work and just had a cold or whatever and you know um so I didn't it didn't ever feel like I mean I did feel tired my body did feel tired a couple days um but if it wasn't for like the the risk of spreading it to other people and like having to stay isolated um that definitely feels like the the rough part yeah yeah it feels if anything it feels more real before it was kind of abstract but now like I know yeah I can catch this thing and it would be pretty bad for me like Edmund Dantes 13 years in the Chateau d'If uh-huh okay <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I will say um is that I have been able to like turn everything off and opt out of all the 20 million things I have to do so like that's been kind of annoying but it's also been cool because I <clears throat> my body needs to rest um and I've been watching like a lot of trash TV and stuff. What have you been doing with your time? Um, you know, Melanie, trying to stay out of trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um from from IRL activities to keyboard activities, um, but trying to maintain my activities and you know chatting up people and the like and e remote soirees mm. um what have else i've been doing i've been sleeping um i've been watching trash tv as well um yeah okay yeah you you've uh you have a pretty big show running right now and you had to miss a major part of it because of this yeah like like queen says the show must go on um, so you know you gotta put on a brave face yeah um so i did i had to run it remotely um it went well there's another event this saturday closing event um and then i can be finally be gone with all the michigas um fingers crossed that you're able to go to that event without any complications well how do you feel about your show at paragon um 
I feel good about it. Are we are we talking about shows or let's talk about all the other stuff and then talk about our shows. Okay. All right. Okay, fine. <laughs> so you mentioned you're watching trash TV. What kind of trash TV are you talking are you watching? Um what have I been watching? Um uh I feel like I just watched some new movie. I can't remember what it was. Um I've definitely watched Love is Blind mm-hmm. and caught up on that. So you saw the reunion and all that? Oh, I saw the reunion. Let's talk about Love is Blind. Yeah, first off, shout out Dallas. This episode was in Dallas. Or it this was season Dallas. was in Dallas. And I think this was the best season yet um, because of that. I also think their budget's increasing every season. I feel like in the first season, they're drinking like cooks every time, like the very worst <laughs> champagne. And then this season, they're drinking like La Marca all the time, which I was like, all right, that's decent. I can fall in love <laughs> over some La Marca um and next season it'll be moet yeah maybe i'm trying to get on season four shit maybe maybe they have a portland one coming up um but i'd have to like get my business ready so i can have something to promote that's true yeah do you feel like like i noticed with last season because they had the knowledge of love is blind a lot of them came in kind of wanting to be on tv and you got that vibe did you get that vibe with this group too? I think so. I, I feel like, I don't know if I made this up, but I remember hearing that like maybe this was recorded before the second season even came out. I think I it think was. Even this cast only had the first season to go off of. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like some people are accusing a few people of that, but um, I don't know. Cause it seems, I mean, they're accusing Raven of that. I feel mm-hmm. like I've heard, but it, I feel like Raven's and SK's relationship seems legit. Raven, Raven ended up being like the the underdog slash like victor of the season like I did not like her in the beginning and at, by the end she was like the only one I liked like <laughs> yeah when she was like doing jumping jacks while Bartise was like talking I was like wow yeah. Raven. and then I was like maybe I, maybe she had a reason for doing it. right yeah when you we'll when talk you... about that because <laughs> <laughs> Bartise Ooh, what a what a what a person! They're just calling him a barista on the internet. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, barista. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what an awful, awful human being. I think that's funny. I was surprised by the amount of like younger guys. I feel like this season had more younger guys than yeah. like previous seasons. Yeah. Um, Which I'm not sure how well that bodes for this process. Yeah, because it didn't seem like either of them were like you know younger guys as in Cole and Bartise didn't seem like either of them were really like maybe they thought they were ready to get married but you could tell by the way they both behaved that that wasn't like the vibe yeah and I and it was interesting what when like paired with a certain kind of person how that immaturity showed like manifested in their behavior and their relationships with Cole I just think that Zanab was just was just overpowering and he didn't know how to deal with her um yeah and we'll talk about that but with Bartiste like I just feel like he was like emotionally just like terrible um and just like kind of awful to her to his partner Nancy yeah (laughs) Nancy yeah and oh we got to talk about how he talked to her family because oh oh I nearly lo- I nearly threw something at my TV, like for real. Like how 
how do you want to do it? Do you want to just talk to talk about couples going down like a list? Yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about couples. Going um, down. maybe the maybe the 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 maybe the most the least controversial one. Okay. Of, is what is it? Brennan and it's Alexa, right? Is her name? Oh yeah, Brennan and Alexa. Okay. What do you think yeah. of Brennan and Alexa? They were like, all right, I guess. I I didn't really care about them. Like he seems more into her than she was into him. Which I think was- she just doesn't show it the same way. I think she was very into him, but she was kind of like, that's just more of her vibe is like being like a rich girl. Yeah. Because um, she was right, like yeah. really rich. Yeah. Okay. Um, you think they'll make it? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think they're going to be, they're going to go, they're going to join um, Lauren and Cameron oh. and um, what's the other two? Uh amber and uh bradford what's his name let's forget his name what is like a, name? a last name brathen i don't know i can't remember <laughs> oh but Bowen. i don't whatever bowen balford maybe balford <laughs> what was yeah. his name? Oh, okay whatever i think they'll make it or they're still together they seem cute and then second season um no one made it from second season no two people got married did you not watch the re- the the follow up? Like right the, at the credits of the follow up, they explained that the two people that um had gotten married had broken up by the filming of the follow up. So wait, no one, no one, no marriage survived the second season. Not one. Who all got married in the second season? It was the black couple, right? And then it was one other couple, right? Yeah. Um. It was the the older guy. And the younger girl, and they were like, and the younger woman, and they were clashing about lifestyle, but they didn't make it either. No oh, the one that was like that would break tables all the time. Yeah, they didn't oh, make they it. got divorced. Really, they got divorced. She had like a lot of insecurities that would come up in like a crazy way too. Yeah, but he was also kind of weird, also. <sighs> but yeah, no, no couple made it through the second season. Wow. So, the, so the other couple they got divorced too. Mm-hmm. Because he he didn't stop going out. He just kept going out all the time. Did you think that cup that couple was gonna make it? Like, no, yeah. but I felt bad because she wanted it to work, and he was he just did. like, "I'm still staying out till four a.m. every night." This is just how I do. Just... <laughs> but he was he was like young too, or he was already like in his thirties, right? No, he was older. Yeah, but I think she was younger, maybe. Yeah. I, if anything, I thought that she was too young to want mm-hmm. to around, but damn. Okay, so only season one has had any winners wow okay (laughs) anything else about alexa and brennan i mean i hope they make it because i can tell they have genuine love for each other yeah they really care about each other and and i don't know yeah if they would have met like outside of the show if like their social circles would have ever interacted yeah i mean the way he looks at her is really really lovely so yeah he seems he seems sweet yes all right, let's talk about Colleen and what's his face. Matt. Um that's some crazy shit. Everybody's like, yo, we need to check on Colleen. She does not look okay. I mm-hmm. get bad vibes about that. Like that dude has anger issues. I would be surprised if there wasn't some DV stuff going on there. Did you yeah. see his face during the reunion? Right. No, I, I saw it. I feel like so many people have been like unpacking that online. Um, because he's like the whole time he's like hunched over too. Like he's just like this very like protective yeah. stance and you see how like Brennan and Alexis sit they're very open and calm and then he's like 
you know, at first I thought he was like blocking her from Cole, but he's like kind of like blocking her from everybody, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, because like I get his like issues, but you still have to like address that before you get into a new relationship. Um, and then it's like I feel like it's the same thing with the that other couple from season two, where it's like your insecurities are gonna like churn things that aren't things into things, and you're gonna like tank this whole relationship. Um, but I also thought it was interesting that that was like her third guy she was like oh let me throw it at this guy let me throw it at this guy and then it was like finally it was like oh actually it was matt yeah. that i was in love with i was like were, were you just trying to find somebody to get married for to be on the show i think she liked cole i think she wanted to be with cole um but he turned her down pretty um expeditiously <laughs> and i think after that she was just like i'll just choose whoever at this point i think she wanted to get married i mean i feel like that because like nobody like i feel like we don't even hear from anybody that doesn't get matched up like obviously there's like a large group of men and women but like they if you if you don't have a person you're not getting any screen time well they brought andrew back (laughs) i mean they they know what good tv is (laughs) (laughs) oh andrew whoa the god that's such a character. I don't think people like that were real. Like, what the fuck is trans? You know, you need a you need a teacher, right? Yeah, what? The, I didn't know what the <laughs> hell he was talking about half the time. I think that's what he. That's his like vibe. Is like, oh, I've I was in Bali for six months, <laughs> Africa for eight months. I had an older woman that taught me a lot. And, you know, I could really open your mind. <laughs> 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 um but yeah i hope colleen's okay i'm worried yeah. i'm very worried like and also my whole thing is like at what point do the, like the people filming step in and do something you know like maybe if there is some actual violence i'm sure the the producers would probably like are maybe even like legally obligated to like if not step in like call authorities or report it they probably there's probably some legal obligation to like if they see a crime they can't just yeah. 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 But who knows? Like, you know, now that the, the camera stopped rolling, it was like maybe, you know, he's like kept it together. We think he still was like had lost it in front of the cameras, but maybe that was still him keeping it together compared to like how else he can behave or whatever. I mean, that's how that's how I feel. Like if he was able to be that ridiculously angry on ca- on camera, I can only imagine how he is off camera. I'm like legitimately worried. Yeah, no, it didn't look good. She didn't look comfortable or safe or any of that stuff. And I think in general, like if he's if if he doesn't ever address that shit, it's gonna like say a problem. Even if she doesn't even do anything, he's gonna like see it. And it seems like there's a reason why they're still like not living together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she's like you know wanting to prove to people that uh she's deep and stuff. Yeah, she seemed very insecure about that, and it didn't help that people basically kept telling her that. Yeah, like that, that was, was like shallow. Cole's like thing was like, I'd really be into you, but you're so you're so shallow. You're so to which I say, like, you're all on this fucking reality TV show. Like, none of you are deeper than wading pools, to be real. <laughs> right. I'm like Cole, but like that's gonna sing Cole of all people is gonna tell you you're basic and shallow, like fucking Mr. Shallow Basic. I'm like that. Yeah. <clears throat> all right sk and raven i love he was my favorite sk is such a g i love sk sk is cool i like sk 
but that stunt he pulled at the wedding pissed me off. Like Raven had no heads up, had no idea he was not going to say yes. That feels weird to me. Some people think that there's like things going on behind the camera oh. that like maybe they knew and it's like, I'm going to say no to you so you can still look sympathetic and we know we're just not ready to get married. And this like, um, you know, we'll date, you know, obviously there's the grad school shit, but I think, I don't know if that's true, but I I was hearing that like on TikTok. I was like, maybe uh, SK and Raven like knew beforehand and then, oh. you know, instead of Raven saying no, it's going to be SK, so Raven can still be, have more sympathy. Okay, well, that makes me feel better about it because otherwise it feels like he was withholding. It looks like he was withholding the entire relationship. Yeah, but then I, then you would think they wouldn't be together, but then That's they're true. like, they dated. And then um, I really appreciate their thing because um, Raven reminds me of somebody. Um, and then I feel like I really appreciated how like SK was like, um, you know, I want to accept your love the way you want to give it and I want to like love you the way you want to be loved versus like this other idea and I was like oh wow that's really like yeah calm and like patient and like aware versus like I feel like Bartiz didn't do that like Bartiz didn't see Raven as a person we'll we'll get there (laughs) but I think that was what like (laughs) Raven liked about SK was like you see me as this like person first and you're trying to like get to know inside of me versus like my body or whatever yeah, I think SK and Raven were by far the most emotionally mature mm-hmm. couple on the sh- on the show. I think maybe probably ever, to be honest. He was already because he's already like thirty four. Yeah. So he's older, significantly older, at least ten, nine, ten years older than Cole and uh. Yeah. Barista. Yeah. Honestly, I, I wasn't sure what he was even doing on there, but like, um, you know, he has he has a pretty strong friend group, family support, all that. Um. Yeah, and I think they were both very frank and very honest with each other, and I really appreciated their relationship. I think <laughs> they elevated the show mm-hmm. for the most part. I the, the the wedding thing was just such a big shock for me. Like I did not see that coming. I didn't see that coming. That he you think she was going to say no. Honestly, I had no idea. Like where she was at but i knew he was into it i don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah but they're both still together and they both seem very much into each other yeah i'm sure after he finishes the school he's gonna have like all the money she wants so i think it'll be good yeah all right cole and zanav um yeah i mean shit uh i don't know like i can't believe Cole was ever picked as a, a suitor or a fiance. Yeah. Um, but that uh, I don't know. So many things. Um, when I first saw it, the the wedding fight at first, I was like part of the the clapping crowd. I was like, oh, oh. shit, she just broke her ass off, or broke her foot off in his ass. <laughs> um, like god damn, like god damn, like shit. <laughs> um. But then later on, I thought, like, maybe, like, how calculated was that? Like, how planned is it? Like, oh, I know, like, days in advance, I'm going to, like, publicly tell you off. And, like, I get, like, wanting to, like, have somebody be better for the next person. But it also feels like an ego thing of, like, you're not, that's not, like, you don't have that control. You can't, like, oh, I'm, you know, because I feel like I've heard that kind of shit where it's, like, oh, you're going to be, but it's, like, 
acting out this trauma and you're like she's she was telling Cole off but she was really telling off like all these other people that had like hurt her or given her insecurity over the years yeah um, and it just happened to be like Cole was the face of it in that moment but that definitely felt like um you know like a lot of like hurt and pain coming out that was there way before Cole yeah um I think that's yeah that's a really good way of putting it I'm torn on this one because it's so fucking complicated because on one face Cole is this like clueless asshole type like he's not sympathetic at all he said some terrible shit at one point in the middle of an argument he asked her if she was bipolar I know that was ridiculous yeah but he's like a 26 year old white dude he's like this young fucking like what from fucking Dallas Texas like what are you expecting like some you know He's 26, he's a white dude, like, some deep emotional, like, awareness. I feel like yeah, she should have known. Like, you're marrying, like, a fucking 26-year-old white dude, like... Yeah, and I he's, think... He's barely out of fucking frat school or whatever. And that's the thing with Zanab. Like, I can't fully let her off the hook either because she's clearly dealing with... Like, why would you ask a dude to rate you? I would never do that. Like, that's weird. And I feel like you're trying to set something up there. But also, like, she clearly has insecurity issues from past relationships. I'm not sure if she was supposed to be in a relationship at all at this moment, much less Cole, of all people. And I think she just kind of, she brought in her own shit and wanted to work it out on Cole, which is just terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, they were just, they just never should have been together. Um. I do like the fact that she made Cole cry, but did he deserve it? I don't know. I don't know. And then like her, her accusing him of like this emotional abuse and like um, rationing her food intake and stuff. And then the editors kind of including the clip that she was talking about. The cutie like, scene. What did you think about that? It was definitely, um, I, I definitely didn't feel like it was the way um Zay like described it, but I can see how like when you're already looking at it through that lens, when you're already like dealing with those insecurities and like maybe some past trauma and you've already started to like maybe categorize Cole in a certain way, I can totally see how it would come off that way. But I don't think Cole was like intentionally trying to be like, yo, you're too fat, don't eat an orange. Or, like, you know, you better not eat that second orange. Because when the fuck is the orange going to add anything to you? Like, it's not like you have a plate. It's not like she had a plate of donuts. It was like, don't eat those donuts. There's two oranges. Yeah. And, like, I get it. Like, I get that. Like, they're about to go out to a big dinner. Because I feel like I've done that before. It's like, we're about to go out to a big dinner. Um, I'd rather eat, like, a big dinner than full up on snacks. Yeah. I don't think that has anything to do with, like. Um, I feel like you and I have said other. shit like that to each other when we know we're going to Fogo. <laughs> yeah well that's you you wait melanie you wait till our next public thing because i'm gonna i'm finally gonna tell you off <laughs> <laughs> no like it was clear to me in that clip that he did not mean it that way but that she but it was also clear that she definitely took it that way yeah but again to your point he's so oblivious to like any of that like any of that complexity or nuance of how she's feeling i'm sure she, he probably has no idea like how complicated or deep like eating disorders is or like um you know insecurities around your body right he's this thin white guy he's been this, like thin fit white guy his whole life so like maybe even if he's aware of that i'm sure he has like no idea how 
how that can like exist in another person or like how intentional or like how like real and like present that kind of stuff is um and she clearly had issue like issues around like not presenting on uh under white beauty standards in a particular way like he clearly he he clearly demonstrated that he found Colleen more attractive who is the most basic of white women ever um and she took issue with that like there was definitely a racial undercurrent or undercurrent happening yeah I definitely think that's real I think maybe she's like dated white white dudes in the past and had had to deal with that and again I feel like that was maybe like in a pre-existing insecurity yeah. that um maybe had somebody been more like secure to themselves dated cool they could have like handled cool better or like you know not taking those things to heart and be like oh yeah like whatever cool or whatever um but if you're like already like struggling with your um self-confidence and then you have somebody like who's oblivious like cool um yeah it's probably it's probably really hard and then maybe just in general like being around that space of like cameras and being around all these other all these other women um being around like ravens and colleens and stuff like maybe that like an entirety is still like a lot yeah what do you think about Zenith making Cole cry during the reunion um I don't know I mean like I still felt like it it felt very like I get that like you know she she had her like her feelings or was like hurt and all this stuff um but it definitely felt like you know again like without seeing all the after seeing the cuties thing because at first I was like I was just like oh damn like all the stuff she's saying is like you know I didn't doubt any of it and thought like you know Cole's like fucked up I was like god damn like we really didn't see how fucked up Cole was um based on these stories but then after seeing the cutie scene I was like oh maybe it was like a lot more gray area obviously like we saw Cole you know like say like are you bipolar and shit like that um Mm -hmm. but again I feel like producers would show fucked up shit so it's like why would they like give Cole a um be so generous in his cut yeah they definitely didn't hold back with Bartiz so why would they be generous with Cole it doesn't make any sense right yeah especially if they know like this is like you know people are going to be even more like into like villainizing Cole or whatever but I feel like I don't know so it it did feel like a little unfair and again I think like Bartiz did the same shit but like Nancy I guess has more like self-worth or security in herself um so she didn't like feel this rage I think there's like just like rage I think Nancy thing. could have done with more rage, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like, again, I think it was, uh, it was already, like, Ginzay, and it just, like, Cole yeah. just happened to be the 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 latest person she could take it out on her. Yeah, he was, like, the avatar, the representative for all this shit that she brought with her. And I don't think, like, I think, like, her point of, like, oh, now he's going to learn, or I'm going to teach him a lesson. I was like, I don't think he got, like, a lesson from that. He's, like from being broken up with like the way he was on um the altar like I get that's like maybe what you told yourself or like how like you felt like self-righteous in your rage um but if you really wanted to like him to learn from that stuff it would have been like a conversation it would have been like this shame and embarrassment because he's just gonna remember that stuff and he's not gonna remember like what you think he really did or what he really did yeah um and not I mean, not to say that it's her job to teach him, um, because I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but like 
what z what did you get out of that like what did you get out of that no i think it's like vindication i think like for maybe every time she's wanted to tell somebody off that she hasn't i think again it's like it's not it wasn't about cole it was like about her feeling like i need to do this for myself to like and again i think cole just happened to be the wrong place at the wrong time and i don't think she has to teach cole anything at all either like but i think if she was like if that was the premise of her actions which i'm teaching him a lesson yeah. It's like, are you or that felt like you give that me lesson definitely you. fell flat because he just seems confused. And right. I think I mean, it's fine. Like vengeance feels good. And I <laughs> did, like, probably felt like really like vindicated by that. But I think it's like maybe like, again, like a misplaced self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it comes from hurt. I mean, I think she's just been hurt a lot. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so this is how I. This is how I treat people that are evil but you know. yeah so, um, i know there's like a you know a a coal um defend coal movement happening yeah. so. and unfortunately the, the other side of that is like everyone's making her out to be the villain and it's like it's just not that black and white it's not yeah i don't think it's, it's definitely not that black and white but i think um definitely cole was like a shithead you know even if yeah. he didn't do all the the body shaming stuff uh, or like, I mean, he did do body shaming, but if like, even if that all all that additional body shaming wasn't like happening, it's still enough to like for you to not want to marry Cole. Um, he's like he's like your standard issue, like white frat boy, like yeah. And I think I, mean, I think I think it's just like by her being so extreme with like what she was saying that he was doing, and then seeing the video, it it just made everything else she said like go and question was like how um um exaggerated was it or yeah you know how how much is it seen through this like lens of other stuff so I think you know had she not like brought up that cutie story like I think mm. we we would only be on Zay's side and think Cole's like a monster but then you're like oh actually you know that's not that's yeah that's not the hill Mm -hmm. that I would fight on but yeah I mean I hope ultimately I hope she's okay and she got what she was what she came for who knows because like it could be one of those things where she didn't think she has like anything to work on um she could think she doesn't have like self-esteem issues and also like everybody's saying that like nobody else is in control of your self-worth so she said you shattered my self-esteem uh, yeah. like that's like giving Cole a lot of power over you um, Cole is the last person that deserves that kind of power right so again I, yeah like you never know I mean like you can you, you meet somebody in the pods and then you think they're all everything's copacetic but then you know sleeping dragons and shit mm. speaking of sleeping dragons Nancy and Bartis let's talk <laughs> so um, first of all I want to say shout out to the editors that didn't leave anything on the cutting floor when it came to, or if they did, I shudder to think <laughs> they would have left off because the stuff they left in was enough, was enough. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna be real. I didn't like Bartiz from the minute I first saw him and he opened his mouth. He comes off like an entitled, like, terrible human being who is narcissistic and only thinks of themselves and also thinks 
like significantly highly of themselves and has like a like a really warped sense of self-awareness <laughs> yeah yeah it's so bad with fried cheese i'm like wow um <laughs> yeah i was surprised because again i didn't think they seemed like that good of a fit um no but i feel like nancy nancy tried i think nancy tried to make it work i mean she did say yes and stuff but i think ultimately is better for her i just i don't i've struggled to see what like when they met and after those first few conversations, why Nancy kept going with him? Like, I guess because she'd already felt invested, I guess. I think that's part of it. I think you're, you're like, oh, I have four weeks to try to, like, make something happen with this person. You know, I don't know how much, like, people would just be like, oh, actually, after a week, I don't want to do this experiment anymore. You're like, I guess I'll see it out to the altar. And then we'll see what happens. Like, I don't know. I don't know, like, people's mindset um, with it. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you, you want to believe that things will work. And, you know, maybe she like, Bartiz is young. He'll mature. And maybe he will. Maybe by the time he's 31, he's a very different person. <laughs> a lot of work would need to be done. And he yeah. doesn't seem like he's getting started on any of it anytime soon. Um, well, let's start with the first thing. The first thing is him sitting up in that bed with her, telling him all about how beautiful some other woman is and how he's essentially more attracted to her. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, like to Nan, like they like to Barty's credit, they're like, you were 100 in front of me. You were 100 with the boys. You were the same, the same, same, the same dumb shit everywhere. So at least, at least you kept it 100. Um, is that but, is that what you want? You want someone who keeps it 100 like that? Yeah, like I would rather you, you keep it 100 without being an asshole. Like, no, I I agree about that, but I think like you know he wasn't being like duplicitous, I guess, in that way. Um. But I also, like, I know, like, sometimes, like, again, I think if you're, like, confident and comfortable, you can talk with your SO about people you find attractive. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't say somebody is more attractive than your SO. Um, that feels wrong. Yeah. Um, I think Batard's just, like... What you have described as being empathetic in an adult relationship. <laughs> hey, tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think uh, I was gonna say Bartiz. Um, yeah, I don't remember what I was gonna say. Okay, no, I mean basically what you said. There, are, you can talk about how who you find attractive, who you find hot, or whatever to your significant other. I would encourage that. I think that could be cool. But you don't have to compare them to to your, your person or whatever that's not even necessary nobody asked you to do that that was weird yeah no i think that's definitely weird and then um i don't know who who made this point maybe it was sk but he's like or maybe it was bartista like yo we're all dating each other in the beginning so it's not it would be weird to act like you don't have like confused feelings especially if you go like a long way with somebody that you end up not like proposing to so mm -hmm. you can see how like 
you know, Bart, I mean, obviously, like, Raven shut him down so hard <laughs> at the pool, but you could see how, like, Bartiz would think, like, that maybe, like, feels like something towards Raven, and, and I guess, like, you can understand that. It's like, you're having these deep conversations with, like, multiple people, then, um, you know, I can see how it would feel, like, weird or, like, confusing. Um, but again, yeah, I don't, I don't think Bartiz handled it well, or should have been so I think I think again he's like an idiot and doesn't like <laughs> process. I think he's just like this young good looking guy that just like says whatever oh calm down mind. good looking really you know like uh according he's to Bartini. goofy looking <laughs> he's goofy looking he's not as good looking as he thinks he is I can tell yeah, you yeah I know that right I know that's right but <laughs> like okay do you think Bartise is walking into clubs and pulling a bunch of bunch of people maybe really He's young, he's tall, he's fit. Yeah. Is that all it takes? Damn. I think so, especially if it's in a dark club with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> he's 25. I'm sure. I'm sure he's born. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. <clears throat> all right. We got, okay. This I thought was interesting because I don't know if I've ever seen a conversation like this on TV, but the abortion conversation. What did you think about that? Um, I thought it was cool that they showed it. Yeah. Um. And I feel like they, you know, he and, has and in his, Texas, no less. Yeah, <laughs> and I think like he has his opinion, but I feel I didn't feel like it was an argument. I think they had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like I think it's a thing people should talk about if you're going to get married to somebody. Um, and I guess it's fine to have different opinions, but I think they were trying to understand each other. It seemed like I feel like there was like those moments where it seemed like Bartiz was trying to like learn or trying to like understand more about Nancy in those like kind of moments. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, we can say everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I'm sorry, but like the person who doesn't have to have the procedure, I think maybe is entitled a little bit less to an opinion. If I'm no, gonna... I, yeah, I definitely agree to that. Um, but I think Bartiz was like, this is how I feel about it. But I think Nancy would always like, you know, decide if, if it became between them. What about his comment about like, you're entitled to one mistake? Oh, that's, I mean, again, Bartiz is a 25 year old idiot. Like, okay. <laughs> Uh, right, we keep coming back to that with Bartiz. How much shit can you justify under being 25 years old, though? Like, um, I don't know. I mean, I was, I thought they're very different when I was 25. So did I. <laughs> but you know what? I I suffered consequences and punishments for that bullshit thinking, though. Like, I mean, like, he's going to that that stuff's going to be around forever. And now that um, we'll see how well he picks up people after all these episodes come out that's well apparently he was with some blonde two weeks after yeah no the day after the wedding oh the day oh shit it was like that weekend that they were like on a boat or something okay um what about when they went to meet her family and he brought up the abortion conversation with her? i think that's when he started like having his like maybe he was never fully in to marry nancy but i think that was like one of the things that made him less want to marry nancy was like meeting the family why do you say that i think it just made it feel like more real okay like he kept saying as like you know in the pods it was just us but now to deal with your fucking psycho brothers your fucking psycho mom you know and shout out to her brother because he was trill like i like that shit yeah everybody everybody loves the brother everybody loves the brother because the brother was fucking right (laughs) the brother knew from the door that bartice wasn't about shit Mm mm-hmm it was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I and I think that's why he didn't like him because he was like, "Oh, I have to like Nancy's buying my bullshit, but nobody else's." 
because mm-hmm. um, the mom wasn't really with it. I think they knew Bartis was corny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, like, well, so why do you like my sister? And he's like, oh, she's nice. She's pretty. I'm like, you're not telling me fucking anything, bro. Like, but I love that they're not like just buying into like being nice. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He, when he described what he liked about Nancy, he sounded like he was trying to sell a car. It was awful. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Um, all right. And the wedding. Um. And I, I was pissed that they didn't address this at the reunion, but like not only the way that Bartise talked to Nancy's family, but the way Nancy talked to her family, it rubbed me entirely the wrong way. Like that shit yeah. was not cool at all. Yeah, I yeah, I would I would have done the opposite. I would have just let my family get him and be like, I'm I'm I fed you to the wolf now. Yeah, like why was she still trying to protect him after all of that? Because she still was like, we're done, you know, like even when they talked alone. But um, maybe she was like embarrassed, like, mom, mom, because I get it. I get it. Like, mom, I know my mom's like that. I was like, mom, just, <laughs> just step back, mom. I, like, I have one of those moms, too, and I would have just let my mom go. <laughs> no, I would have, too, but I can also understand the, <laughs> how Nancy was like, let me try to, like, stay calm before all the shit goes crazy. That's, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. But like Bartiz deserved it. Like he fucked with everybody. He wasn't just just wasn't with Nancy. I mean, I think Nancy was very clear. Like you you get my family, you get me. Um mm-hmm. I think even Bartiz's parents are surprised because it seems like he comes from like a good family. It's like, but how do you raise such a like a fucking shithead? <laughs> I know, right? Like and he still, he doesn't, from the reunion, it doesn't seem like he has processed um, how terrible he was at all. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he thinks he, like, he didn't seem wrong. Yeah. Um, he was like, you know, I think he still thinks Raven was a missed opportunity, even though she's, like, been, like, has zero interest in him, which is very clear. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I think again he's oblivious. Like Cole, he like he didn't even pick up on that when he was talking. He's like, "We have such a deep connection." Blah blah blah. You're so bad. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm bad too, right? Blah blah blah. Um, I think yeah, just fucking an oblivious dude. Just two oblivious dudes. Yeah, maybe they should have an age limit on this going forward. I mean, you still get Andrew. Andrew is older. That's true. <laughs> you still get Andrews. <laughs> Barnett, that was that dude's name. Yes, Barnett. Amber and Barnett. <laughs> yeah, half an hour later, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> Amber and Barnett. Yeah, that is literally. But to their credit, seemed like a very real couple dealing with real shit. Yeah, like, they they like I feel like they feel real. They seem like they really like each other and like are actually trying to figure shit out and like they don't like go crazy. Like I think that's the thing. Like some of these couples, like one of the people is not ready to be in a relationship, and it's very obvious when their like trauma comes out. Like zay or matt or even like that one girl from last year that um that was like really insecure too oh yeah the one that like got married but i guess you you're saying they divorced yeah yeah i mean that shit comes out like that shit comes out when you're like in close quarters with somebody else like you may think you're cool when you're not like in a relationship for two years and you think you work through your shit but like matt obviously did not go to therapy 
and is so fucking angry, which like it's fair. Like you should be angry. Like that shit's crazy. Nobody's saying you shouldn't be angry, but like go to fucking therapy. Yeah. If you want it to work in the future if you don't want to fucking like now be this new person um who's like toxic and like you know not healthy and just now you're spreading unhealthiness. Mm-hmm. Like fucking but then he's a white man in Texas not going to therapy. He's got his boys and his fucking shiner. Shiner sure. box. <laughs> just a community of enablers. Poor mm-hmm. color. Oh well. Well, good luck to that group. I guess bring on season four. <laughs> also, uh, people are giving Nick Lachey shit because he had that little sh- little dig at uh, Jessica Simpson. Where he's talking yes! About oh, my God. Oh, I thought I was the only one that caught that. That was really <laughs> No, they're weird. like, what did Jessica Simpson have to do with any of this? Like, yeah, she didn't, she didn't do anything to anybody. All right. she did was eat her tuna and mind her business. Like... I get that it's fish, but it's chicken, right? <laughs> <laughs> That woman God, that's like, been, the... like married with kids forever. Like she's mm-hmm. probably on her way to being a grandparent at this point. Leave her. She's alone. been in the. She's been in the news recently for other stuff. She has like a drinking problem and stuff. Oh no, really? Oh, that's fucked up. She was like on TV being like, "I was so drunk on Halloween, I was able to take the family photo, and everybody thought we were this perfect family." But I was passed out the rest of the day, and then she like released this like commercial for like IKEA or something, and she's like looks like really weird and then like slurred and like because she has like some furniture in the line or something i think mm, but oh, damn that's messed up mm-hmm. i mean she's been super famous for like 20 years right they all like came out 20 years ago now yeah it's weird because like i kind of grew up with them around the same time we were all becoming adults together mm-hmm. but they were like becoming these mega millionaires like <laughs> it's very strange to see where everyone landed but that's unfortunate but yeah he didn't need to say that shit nobody asked about her <laughs> like yeah and we all remember it took him 10 years to marry vanessa so he needs to shut the hell up so like i mean he had been hurt before okay all right now <laughs> all right uh are you watching anything else um i feel like i am i started watching andor today oh is it good i fell asleep um but it, but i've heard it's good and it seems like it will be um so i'm gonna give it another try after this episode or after our podcast oh okay um I, what about you um i started watching white lotus okay that's the one with like aubrey plaza yeah okay and theo james and um What's her face? Stifler's mom, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> That's how you know her primarily. <laughs> Stifler's mom, not um. My references are weird. Legally like, blonde, <laughs> legally blonde. Yes. What's the bend and snap or whatever? <laughs> it's interesting. It's about people staying at a an upscale uh hotel in Sicily. I think the place changes every season. I didn't watch the first season. I'm only watching this season. Um. I'm trying to get into it. It's taken me a while. I don't know yet how I feel about it. Oh my god, have you been watching Atlanta? I've been watching that show. I I've I fell behind around episode two. Oh my god, you have to catch up. There's like a crazy. There's so many episodes. Um, one of them. I don't know if you've heard about it on Twitter or anything. Was the about the Goofy movie? No. 
it's really good. You have to watch it. It's, it's like the fourth or fifth episode, even if you just watch that one. I mean, because, you know, they're all pretty much like standalone episodes. Yeah. Um, That one's so interesting because, you know, like how, you know, people say Goofy's black and um, have been saying that. And um, the whole thing about like Goofy being a dog versus Pluto being a dog and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like they, uh, Atlanta takes all these like black internet conversations that have been going on for years and like turned it into a show, but like it's slightly fictitious because they like there was like a, a in the early 90s, there was like a black head of Disney in like Atlanta, but not like in real life. Oh, and, okay, and that's how the but it's interesting. I won't say anything else, but it's interesting. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, I I fell way behind and just never caught up. Um, so I have like a backlog of like six episodes. <laughs> um, this is the last season though, right? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Four, okay. Yeah. Um, Abbott Elementary. You're watching the second season. Of course, I'm watching Abbott Elementary. It's amazing. I love it so much. Um. I love the whole thing with uh, Greg and Janine. Um, and Janine's ex. <laughs> Zach Fox. He's so funny. Um, Is that his real name? Yeah. Okay. He's Canadian. Okay. <laughs> He's, yeah. Um, did, oh, the Halloween episode, I think, is one of the best Halloween episodes I've ever seen. Maybe the Thanos. Kid. Yeah. I um, am inedible. inedible. <laughs> oh yeah. It's such good writing. It's so good. It's so good. The the um, kid janitor. The kid janitor. <laughs> that kid should be expecting a summons. <laughs> he didn't clear the rights for my likeness. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, what else? It was actually because uh there was one line. And I think the most recent Abbott Elementary, where uh, the white teacher is talking about some show called Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that show? Not until like a week ago, actually. Yeah, I had no idea what that was. And I like Googled it. And I guess it's been around since like 2018 on Paramount Plus. Oh, wow. With like Kevin Costner as like the country version of Succession. I was like, I'm, really? I'm like, yeah, because they're like, this is the most streamed show ever. And I was like, I've never even heard of that show. <laughs> But yeah, I guess it's about like some ranch, some dynast- ranch dynasty family. No. I've been thinking about getting Peacock only because there's going to be a series uh, follow-up to The Best Man. And I kind of want to see it. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You also uh, get um, the new Saved by the Bell it's on Peacock. Have you watched that? No. No. Okay. You have to let me know how it is. I will. I did, I did need to finish the the new the reboot for Fresh Prince. It was really good. I haven't watched any of it. It's very I good. Check it out. It's like serious though, right? Yeah, it's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, what else? Is that it for TV stuff? Oh, that Don't Worry Darling movies on HBO Max. I was gonna check that out. I watched it yesterday. You watched it. Was yeah. it as terrible as everyone says it is? Yeah, I mean, I felt like it's pretty boring. Um, oh, there no. are some like cool visuals. It's not even like, so bad. It's good. No, I like. I also didn't realize how bad Harry Styles was as an actor until I saw it. 
And I was like, wow, like you look good. Like there's moments where he's like quiet, not doing anything. I was like, you look good. But then as soon as you start like talking, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, is that how you sound? <laughs> but he's a singer, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not singing. Maybe put him in a musical. <laughs> well, that that's that's the kind of uh leeway you get when you're when you're in with the director. Yeah, like must be fucking nice. <laughs> and that probably explains why Chris Pine just looked pissed off the entire press run. <laughs> Every time Harry Styles opened his mouth. <laughs> How you know he, he replaced uh Shia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know the whole backstory for mm-hmm. all that, right? Yeah. Right. I've yeah, I've listened to the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I did because I didn't know until like some podcast was like blah 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 blah. Because I I remember hearing about Chris Pine and Harry Styles in the spit, but mm-hmm. I had no idea like they were in a movie together or anything like that until yeah. recently. Yeah, but it's also weird, like because everybody's like, why is Olivia like wild making this like trapped woman movie? Um, was the, was the premise of the movie even good? Oh, I mean, it felt it felt like so. Redone, you make like, me not uh, want to watch this movie at all, Max. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's like Florence Pugh is good. Um, I think there's some visuals that are cool, like there's cool cars. Um, but it's like whatever. Like I don't see another like fifty movie based in the fifties about like white men trying to control everything. I was like whatever. I think Pleasantville did a fine job, and that I was love. Cool. I love Pleasantville. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like, yeah, that was great. Uh, it's it, I know it's I think it's weird. I think it would be an interesting study years from now of this thing where cishet white women work under this guise of feminism but end up reenacting the same structural problems. It almost feels like that Janelle Monet slavery movie is what it feels like. I did not watch that damn movie. Did you watch that movie? I think I'm, I'm trying to remember. Maybe I did watch it. Um, Cause I think I remember the beginning part, um, but it was like that where I was like, I feel like I didn't pay attention to it all, but it feels like, why is this movie existing? Yeah. Um, they're trying to like add some new thing to this like story or narrative, but then you're like, not at all. <clears throat> I was like, I want to continue liking Janelle Monet, So I'm just going to pretend I didn't see this trailer. Yeah. I think so- it like, it fell, it fell by the wayside or whatever. I do know that there is going to be, and I don't know if it started yet. I think it starts in December. There's a series for Octavia Butler's Kindred coming out on FX. Oh, I think I heard about that too, yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what they do because the original story takes place in the 70s and obviously, um, you know, pre-war. Um, but it looks like from the trailers that they brought the modern relationship into current day which is weird to me but i guess it makes sense i don't know yeah i could see that maybe being easier yeah that's than true. like setting in the 70s yeah but also i just i don't know what because i i saw it attempted in graphic novel comics form and that was hard enough and even still they had to hold back and pull their punches like i can't think of like there are major things that happen in that book that there's no way they can put on American television. So I don't know how that's going to play out at all. 
we'll see but yeah yeah i mean i guess netflix has had some big misses in the past with their live action cowboy beep up um whatever else it did that not work out yeah i think that was crashed and burned pretty hard john cho was involved in that right Mm -hmm. oh that's unfortunate i like john cho i do same 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 Mm. he was in a he was in this really short-lived abc tv show with karen gillian i remember Um, that show i like that show. i really like that show too. it was good (laughs) i I pretty much like anything john cho was in Mm -hmm. i liked i mean i liked um what was that show with um what's her face they did sleepy hollow sleepy hollow yeah that was the first couple seasons were good and then they lied to us and killed it they fucked it up yeah yeah we're gonna do that i want to see john cho and more stuff yeah oh yeah same yeah speaking of american pie he's an american pie he is an american pie i remember that (laughs) (laughs) um should we talk about pop culture stuff yes there's been a whole lot of terrible over the last month or so so most of it is not happy Mm -hmm. let's start with the breakup the breakup heard around black twitter yeah i feel like the internet's been a little less funny since they broke up it really has Jesus and Miro are no longer um of all the relationships that i thought would stand the test of time that would have been one of them that were that one really kind of shocked me yeah that's a bummer i mean you always want like you know it's like that thing you see people and you're like oh i hope they're friends in real life you know um maybe they all hang out maybe they're like all the the cats of friends all lives together or something you know <laughs> like you want to believe those kind of stories yeah but i think they were friends though that's the thing like they clearly came up together they clearly loved and respected each other like you got that whenever you saw them together um and then it turns out that behind the scenes things have been rocky for like at least a year it sounds mm-hmm. like yeah, I was re-watching the David Letterman interview the other day. Um, and then, yeah, I got bummed out. Because it was such a good interview. And I feel like they were getting, like, hyped up to be this new big thing. And I'm like, how do you know we're becoming that thing? And then got, like, the David Letterman co-sign and stuff like that. And to see that, like, a year afterwards. They're, um, I'm sure they'll both do stuff and we'll see them both around. Yeah. It wasn't Marrow. Marrow's been in, like, a movie or something, right? Oh, has he? He was like, he played like a bodega store owner mm-hmm. in some movie. I'm trying to remember what movie it was. Um, fuck, I don't know. But he was in some movie, maybe like a movie on Netflix or something. Or, oh, maybe it's the one with the teenagers and fighting vampires. Maybe he's in that one. I have, to, I have to look it up. But do you think it's kind of an outcast situation with them? Like, I don't know if they work by themselves for me. Maybe in different capacities. I mean, I think they were both writers individually beforehand. I could see them going back to like writing on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, being starting to have like small roles in movies. Um, you know, I don't know if they'd be like, I think, I don't know if they would exist as a talk show host individually. But I could see they're like them do going in different trajectories. Because um, I think Jesus has already been on like Jimmy Kimmel um talk about like some upcoming projects and stuff okay 
So yeah, I don't know if they'll be like a host, but I could see them still being like actors or writers. Maybe even doing stand-up. I could see them doing solo stand-up. Maybe, yeah. Well, I wish them the best of luck. Yeah, it's a bummer. When they were together and when they were good, they were really, really good and they were epic. Yeah, it was really funny. I mean, they had some good ones. I was also like, you know, now that they're over, people are like, you know, you're starting to find which ones are going to be like the best episodes, you know, now yeah. that there's no new episodes. And I was rewatching the Denzel Washington one too. Oh, um, that, one, that one was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, stuff like that. I think it's funny. Uh, yeah, like I thought they could have just kept doing cool stuff and it's cool to see them exist in those spaces. Yeah, it was. Who knows? Like maybe had they stayed together, it would have been, we would have had Diaz Marrow doing the White House correspondence dinner one year. <laughs> I could see that. Do you feel that um, it's life stuff that broke them up? Or do you think it was fame stuff that broke them up? I think it was really had to do, based on what I understood, that related a lot to do with the manager that uh, Jesus didn't want to work with, but was like Mero's buddy before they, Jesus started even working with Mero. Oh. I think that was like one of the main points of contention. Okay. Was a... Uh, Mero was like loyal to the sky that Jesus didn't want to work with anymore. Well, damn, that'll do it. Hmm. I also heard that like Mero was like drinking and smoking too much and that like starting to annoy Jesus, but I don't know how true that is. I mean, it doesn't feel so far. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Mero gets sloshed, but that's like part of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also i i don't know maybe pandemic basically changed uh jesus's t- tolerance for that sort of thing who knows who knows yeah because he would always like drink but it always be like one beer while yeah. marrow's like pulling from the fucking rum bottle you know uh, yes <laughs> oh did you see the thing there's like something online about like this is unrelated but uh Jonathan uh, Majors dates white women too. And then yes. Okay. Let me tell you how that even got started. Okay. <laughs> First of all, years ago, back when Lovecraft country, let me just say, okay, before I preface this, I thought Jonathan Majors was attractive way back when, when he did the last black man in San Francisco, he has very soulful eyes. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Well, <laughs> that is neither here nor there. When he did Lovecraft Country and started doing scenes shirtless is when he sort of broke Twitter for a little bit. And then everyone started notice, noticing his sex appeal and all that. So that's always been in the background. With his um, recent induction into the MCU, started um, blowing up again. And then Black women started going crazy on, on, the, on the social medias about him. Um, so anytime black women, um, show any sort of joy or happiness, um, all at once on the internet, someone wants to break in and destroy it. And (laughs) they did that by finding photos of him with his partner who happens to be white. So continue. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just saw that today for the, on TikTok for the first time. Yeah. Um, So that's a thing. No one cares. Like, do you know how long they've been together i have no idea i didn't no. follow that thread um i mean so 
<laughs> I don't know why that is. like if you're looking at someone solely for the point of like um their like physical attractiveness why does it matter who they date I don't get it I don't think you're looking at them solely for the physical attractiveness like, I think that's a part of it and you're like oh Jonathan Majors is like sexy but then you're like oh also he's like this and that you know you like to start adding other traits that um are positive or you find attractive or positive um so i could see how it would burst people's bubble and like oh he just wants some like blonde woman or whatever i mean not to sound cynical but i have to say i would be shocked if these people weren't dating didn't have white partners i just assume they do i think that's how it shakes out for the most part <laughs> You know, for a variety of reasons, ranging from access, availability, to colorism, to um, anti-Blackness. All of these things are thrown in the pot. All of them, um, you know, are under fire under, like, the politics of, like, desirability. I'm just trying to look at someone who's pretty. I'm not trying to think about all that shit. I have no greater shot with Jonathan Majors if I were if I were a white woman. So I don't care. So like, I don't know. But I get what you're saying. Like you want to believe the fantasy, I guess. Um, I guess what I'm saying is at 43, I don't believe the fantasy. So <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, What's people the one are... Notting Hills where the celebrity falls in love with a regular person, right? Yes, that's yeah. true. The the Owen Wilson J Lo movie. Oh God, that movie was awful. That movie was <laughs> on top of that, he was like a 50-something-year-old white white man who didn't know who a J-Lo like figure was. I would assume that man is racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we can review be. that movie some other time. <laughs> like, where was he on January 6th? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I would love, you know how like in a rom-com there's always like that thing that happens like two thirds into the movie where everything's going perfect and then like yes. some secret gets revealed. Yes. And then she was like, wait, you know, you start, you like, she sees a picture of him in the background and that becomes a thing they have to like get past or whatever. Oh and maybe they like the, the last scene of the movie, they like reconnect at the Capitol or something. <laughs> oh, that would've been great. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is if you write that movie someone will option the rights to it like maybe that could that movie could like bring people together like maybe that's the new romeo and juliet is like uh you know like a democrat uh democrat of color and some like republican man um despite it all fall in love you know and the tagline will will read love doesn't read love doesn't run red white or blue yeah, I love that. A love <laughs> that a love that could burn down a nation. <laughs> Maybe that should be our next NTP endeavor. We could write that movie. Yeah, let's yeah. Oh yeah, maybe we should and then sell sell the script or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Self-finance it. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So speaking of burning things down. Elon Musk bought Twitter and it, and for the past couple of weeks has successfully managed to um, very quickly destroy parts of it. Um, I would be shocked if it's still running as is six months from now. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it's good. Maybe Twitter's gonna die. Um, but I also like Twitter's important for a lot of reasons and people and like news and messages, especially you know, like even for, like the stuff in Iran right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, social media is like, um, critical or crucial. Um, but it's just, it's so funny how we just like jump from one bad billionaire to another. I feel like you know we're hating Jeff Bezos for all the shit he was doing, all the money he was making. And then, um, you know, luckily for Jeff Bezos, Elon, like, out evil billionaire him. And now it's like, what the fuck is Elon doing? And I feel like they just have so much power and we can't do anything about it. Um, and they're taking over, like, it's even weird to think of Twitter as, like, a institution or, like, an instrument of, like, democracy or free speech or something. But I guess it's become that. Um, yeah. 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 So I don't know, maybe Twitter needs to become, like... Um, state controlled yeah i mean uh, obviously like people will find another platform it's just going to take some time yeah i'm sure there's like young college kids already making like different platforms that are going to like you know you see a you see a void fill it in yeah um so maybe something's happening yeah someone zach fox actually um from abbott joked that uh black people should migrate to to the comment section of Lowry's seasoning on Amazon. <laughs> and then people did. <laughs> and then um Amazon had to block comments on that product. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is black people will find a way. But I am enjoying TikTok, but I don't know if that is the right platform for an exchange of like certain kinds of information. Oh. Yeah, TikTok can be fun, but yeah. Hmm. I was a uh, after the Love Is Blind. I was watching all the TikTok uh, analyses <laughs> by like uh, body language coaches and experts and stuff like that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's on TikTok. I feel like I should have like had I again like had I been able to do it all over again i would have got like uh my degree but i would got like a degree in like reading body language and like psychology and sociology i would have just like studied people mm. i feel like that would have been so good for like performance art or that's true climbing my way up the the ladder i mean it's never too late max it's never- yeah i guess it's a good point that's a valuable skill all right maybe that's what i should do i'm gonna be a I'm going to study people. Yeah. I often think, I don't know what the hell this person was thinking. And I feel like I'm at, I'm at a, like a disadvantage because of that. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the, what's important about uh, in, in person interactions. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like so much of that stuff goes away. Obviously you can like tell things from a voice, but I feel like it becomes harder. That's true. Um, so to, to use the skills to your best ability, you have to like, see them in person yeah trying to convey emotion through a mask is very difficult mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um takeoff died or yeah. r.i.p i'm still kind of fucked up over that that's it's just so random Happened in Houston, Texas. fucking Jay Prince, man. You don't fuck with Jay. That Jay Prince has like had a grip on Texas since like the early nineties, yeah. or a grip on Houston. Like he's been one of the biggest like names 
since like Houston became on the map for like Chopped and Strewed, um, DJ Screw, Pimpsey, all that stuff. Like that was all like uh, Jay Prince was behind all that, and now his son is like, you know, the heir to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but they think they're just like setting up people. It's not like the I mean, Takeoff uh was one of like the bigger names more recently, but um, people people have been biting it in Houston. Houston's a um a tricky place, and now people are saying that this is gonna lead to. That's very like, by the way. <laughs> they're gonna be saying it's gonna lead a thing between Han- uh Houston and Atlanta now, just because of how important uh, takeoff was. It's very fucked up. Like t- takeoff wasn't even involved in the fucking argument. Like, yeah, it was it's, so it's senseless. senseless. Yeah. Everything I've heard, it seems like it was a senseless thing. Somebody was trigger happy or trying to get some cloud or something. It seems so pointless such a pointless death i mean i didn't i don't know if death ever has like a point but it's so sad and so stupid and dumb and random and it seems like such a gruesome way too it's such a violent um way to go such a random violent it does i mean migos is kind of an institution in atlanta it's just so weird i don't even i don't know how it's going to affect migos how they're going to be after this it's so weird it just it feels unreal yeah, I think yes. Super sad. I always think of that that one video clip when Joe Budden was trying to talk crazy at them mm-hmm. at the show. Mm-hmm. And all three of them rose up like they were about to draw their swords and yeah. kick his ass. And that woman in the background walking by like perks up because she knows she's about to see some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. How did it feel to be left off bad and bougie? He's like, do I look like I was left off bad and bougie? It's like, what? He's like, do I look like I was, I was left off bad and bougie? And he's like, what? He's like, do I look like I was left off bad and bougie? <laughs> it looked like it all looked like a comedy video. <laughs> and fucking academics is also the worst. So I was like, what the fuck ever? Oh, God. Yeah. Academic. <laughs> did you ever see that interview that academic did with Erica Badu? I don't but think so. <laughs> the whole time she was like, "You remind me of someone." I think I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are the best. I tell you. They really are. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's sad. Twenty eight years old too. Hmm. Hmm. It just, it just, it makes no fucking sense. It just didn't have to happen. But I guess none of these had to happen, so. Yeah, just so, so random and so, I don't know, we're so sudden. Just people having guns and shit. Seriously. Um, I guess we got to talk about the one I didn't want to talk about. Because, you know, I've loved Rihanna for a long time. Yeah. But. The logical side of me is like this person is a billionaire. It's a it's a countdown to when she does some stupid shit. Um. So a couple of things. <laughs> She's uh, she was confirmed for uh, being set to perform at the Super Bowl. That's number one. Which already was just like, didn't you say in an interview not? three years ago that you would never participate with the NFL because of Kaepernick or whatever. 
but whatever people change i guess bills need to be paid um right because she's hurting for money <laughs> touche she has um, to support asap rocky now <laughs> ooh. Ooh, i heard i heard she doesn't have a prenup for him to which i say if you're that stupid then i got nothing for you but okay um second thing for my man rakim <laughs> not funny <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so she has the annual, um, Savage Fenty fashion show, um, in which she usually invites celebrities, um, of all different sizes and body types, which is pretty cool and ages. So this year we heard that she was inviting Cheryl Lee Ralph, which is kind of awesome. Um, and you know, um, she's had like differently abled bodies. She's had like pregnant people like it's all been great i don't think she's ever had a cishet man walk in a show which okay so whatever um but um it was announced uh, a few weeks back that um she had invited johnny depp to walk in the show to which i say girl what the fuck are you doing what who no, I'll be honest. My first thought is, what do Johnny Depp's people have on you? What videotape? Like, what audio? What, do they have? Do they have you on camera murdering someone? Like, why the fuck would you do this? Do you understand your brand and how that works? I was just, I'm still confused. So he did end up walking in her sh her show. First cishet man. Um, I don't know why the fuck. Like, I don't know. The what show the already happened, and he so he stayed in the show yeah. and he was in it. Yeah, he was in it. Wow. Maybe she was like, she saw Kanye's White Lives Matter shirt at the fashion. I was like, hold my drink. <laughs> hold my drink. I, just, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand. I guess ASAP better divorce her before she loses all her money. <laughs> don't want to lose $600 million one day. So I mean at this point I'm I'm just going to keep on acknowledging that my last album that I understand Rihanna to be a part of is anti no matter what happens from this cuz I'm just why would you do this I just think we're not like rich enough to understand these like really profound gestures that like super rich people do I feel like maybe not like we don't get art I don't think I don't think you get art <laughs> We're not true artists <laughs> right <laughs> um and uh rihanna's old friend the canadian um Drake? that's right drake <laughs> <laughs> aubrey as i call him because that's uh -huh. what mama named him um without an album with 21 savage and i like 21 too and that's the that's what I, that's yeah that's funny. the yeah, 21 Savage, like, legitimately, typically seems to mind his own damn business. He seems but, sweet. He was like, I don't need to wear jewelry, blah, blah, yeah. blah. He was, like, cool with it. He was, like, nice Amber Rose, all this shit. Um, and then how to do a how to do a album with Drake. Yeah. Um, now, I've been quiet about Aubrey these past few years. But for those of us who know, we we know that he he's friends with predators 
he he is he is a groomer himself. Yeah, I'd say he might be a predator himself. Yeah. Um, he did some really shady shit with Rihanna in the past. Like he's not a likable human being. Messaging Millie, Bobby Brown, and shit. Yeah, gross, gross shit. And even before Millie, Bobby Brown, there were other there were other girls. Um, but like. You know, he basks in his light skin privilege and I'm on my business because y'all seem to like him, I guess, whatever. But he put out this album and decided to go full Regina George for some damn reason, even though nobody asked him his opinion. Um, Let me find the line. So... Uh, on this new song on the album Circle Loco, he has a lyric that goes, uh, this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. First of all, Drake, who the fuck asked you? No one asked you your opinion on any of this. Second of all, do you know your brand? Do you know your audience? Like, I think most of us have known that Drake is kind of this like sleeper misogynist for years, but it seems like he has fully bloomed into a full on like overt misogynist. Like, <clears throat> it's just shocking like how he went out of his way to disparage Megan the Stallion like there it was completely unnecessary for him to even mention. hold on let me get a, some water what are your thoughts on this new development with his with his album like do you think he was just trying to get attention or clicks or whatever yeah i don't know i don't know like the motivation it seems ridiculous like i feel like why would you go after Megan the stallion i feel like i thought they've they're cool i assumed they were cool i mean i don't even know if they've worked together before but it seems so so arbitrary so out of the way so yeah so misogynist like why like literally like what the fuck also like Tory Lanez is still around and hasn't disappeared. So it's like, why are you even like? So I can, I don't know, maybe you can see like you're trying to ally with Tory Lanez, but it's like, why? And it's it just seems so wrong. It seems so like petty. It seems so, um, yeah, mean spirited in like this different way. It didn't feel like you know because I get like rappers taking shot at other rappers, but this wasn't what it was. This wasn't yeah. like talking about Megan as like a rapper or anything like that. This was like, um, oh, he did like gas. He did address Megan as a rapper in another part of his album. We'll talk. Jesus, about really? He has multiple comments for Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Maybe so, he's just mad that she's really from Houston and he's from Toronto. Oh, here, here's what he said. Shorty say she graduated. She ain't learned enough. Play your album track one. Okay, I heard enough. <laughs> Whatever, Drake. All, like, what the first fuck? First of all, ever? motherfucker, have you heard yourself rap? Your little ABC like. Right. No? I mean, you just have your Canadian sweatshop write all your fucking raps anyways Oof, shaking the table man <laughs> i mean it's true it's, he he got called out for being for having ghostwriters like yeah. so many times and people are just fine with it he's just like a 
he's just the face of a of like a factory mm-hmm. yeah he's just he had all kinds of shit to say about black women he even brought in serena williams um called her husband a groupie oh, i so think they like used to date or there's rumors that they used to date no they did used to date okay yeah he just felt the need to call out her husband who she's been married to for years and has a child with a groupie so apparently <laughs> apparently um showing that you care for your wife is a uh, like a bad character trait i don't know yeah he wouldn't fucking know he's an idiot he's a fucking idiot and i'm not not to be a bitch about it but um the mother of his child is an actual or was an actual groupie I mean, if we're trying to disparage sex work here. So he should probably shut the fuck up or maybe garner some more mature views on such things. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. It's so so ridiculous. He just felt the need to come out of, like to talk out of pocket about black women in general in this album. And I don't fucking understand why. Then that album cover doesn't like doesn't help at all. It feels such like uh, such an attack. Yeah, I don't understand. I know the album cover is a is a person, um, an actual person who is um. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get why they had her on the cover. I was confused. Was it supposed to be homage? Oh, I don't know. I don't know who that actual person was, but you know the. With the title of the album, Your Loss or Her Loss or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe this whole album was just going to be an attack on women. Maybe. Um, hold on. It's um, a model, Kui Yasuka, who goes by the name Suki Baby. Um, let's see. She's a nail stylist and professional adult dancer who's based in Houston. Um, Yeah, I don't. the The cover photo is three years old. Um, the OVO people reached out to her randomly, requesting permission to use the shot. Um, it remains unclear why Drake chose the image. Uh, many have speculated that Suki's ties with Houston may have been a factor in his decision. So, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because the album cover looks just like his uh, certified lover boy, like kind of same kind of like style and like uh, background. Oh, okay. Let me look up the certified lover boy because I'll be honest, I have never actually tried to listen to a Drake album on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I think the last album I listened to was a uh, "Hearing This Is Too Late." Hmm. Certified album. Wasn't that okay? According to this, that cover was a bunch of emojis. No, what's the one where it's just like him and with his like hair, the heart in his hair? Mm. Um, is that not certified lover boy album cover? Nope. Oh, you mean the album he put out right before Beyonce's? That one, I don't know. There's one where he has like standing in front of like a pink, like just color field. 
and he's kind of like the same kind of like bust shot of like shoulder um shoulder face like uh for the new F album of the Suki baby it's just like the same like aesthetic and style and like um lensing or whatever uh let's see I don't see that. Oh, I don't care that much though. But <laughs> yeah, it's not, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, maybe Drake is having a crisis of uh, personality. I don't know. Who cares? He's always he's always had that. That's true. That's why he's from five or six different places at any uh, given time. Like, there's a a link to the image. Oh, oh, we found it. Ah, you had to go on Reddit, Serena's groupies website. <laughs> oh, does all oh, that cover? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I feel like it's like same aesthetic or style as the other one. Okay. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, and like he was asked about his lyric about Megan about you know getting shot and still a stallion, and um. I don't know if he said it, but someone who um, represents him basically was defending it, saying it's obviously a double entendre. He wasn't talking about Megan. He was talking about a woman getting BBL shots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Which, okay, whatever. But So you're disparaging someone for getting um, body-enhancing surgery? Right, so maybe it's not a famous rapper, but you're still disparaging somebody. It's like, how's that? Whatever, and- Drake. And how does that, if we want to keep it a, a buck, how is that not, how does that, that, how does that not make you a complete hypocrite? Because we know you weren't born with that body, Aubrey. Mm-hmm. So. We know those are bicep implants. We all know about the tricep implants. We know about the tucks. We know about the tucks and the lats and the delts. So calm the fuck down. Either way. Either way, you're just wrong and mm-hmm. loud as usual i'm just mm-hmm. sick of him i'm i just just so much privilege so, so much <laughs> um i think that's it for pop do we want to talk about our shows um maybe we can save it for another episode i feel like i'm at the I'm yeah you full. look like you're fading you're fading you have to eat some food and stuff Okay, so let's wrap it up then. Um, what are your parting words? Um, my parting words are be, be easy, y'all. Um, put your Drake CDs under that steamroller. Um, take your <laughs> take your iPads and your iPod shuffles with your Drake music on. Throw it outside. <laughs> um, your Walkmans, your Discmans. Um, my parting words are uh, <clears throat> life is crazy. You go y'all you go out there and get it. Um you know, fortune favors the brave, love is real. Um, every day is a new day. Um, who knows, who knows what the world can bring. Oh, that's very lovely. <laughs> um, my parting words are wear your masks, people. Wear your masks, try not to be ableist assholes. And, you know, do the right thing. 
COVID out. COVID out. COVID through the streets. <laughs> all right. Bye, all. Bye, y'all.